0: I'm Riker, and this is Pilot. I put a spell on you, and now you're mine. Or maybe we should do the Bewitched theme song. What's that? Uh, Well, um, Steve Lawrence did one Bewitched, Bewitched. You've got me in your spell, bewitched, bewitched, you know your craft so well, do 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 It's from the show Bewitched, but there's lyrics to it, most people don't know that. Uh, the thing is, this show's about fairies.
1: But Not witches. Could have
0: just as well been about witches.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still think and that they're like benders.
0: Academy. Yeah, well, what's a bender?
1: So you've seen Avatar, The Last Airbender, or are familiar with it? I know what
0: it's in reference to, but okay. is in Avatar is a bender? Like what is the species? There are four.
1: So it's um basically it's derived from martial arts fighting styles. Okay. Um, and each one ties to like an elemental bending. So there's earth bending, there's water bending, there's fire bending, um, earth, water, fire, air. Mhm. Mhm. Those are the four. And you know it seemed like even though Tink was an air fairy, you are a fire fairy. Yeah. So Tink was an airbender, and you're a firebender, <laughs> so I read that. <laughs>
0: is, is there a, other than the martial arts, and maybe that's the answer, but mm-hmm. is, is there a mythology to bending, element bending, that goes back to some ancient thing, or it's... in it the mythology f- of the show, yes. Okay, was it taken from martial arts to make the show? I think so. Okay, so it doesn't have deep roots in, like, Hindu history or...
1: No, Whatever. um they definitely have like a lot of um is it Eastern philosophy that yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. Um so there's like a lot of meditation, going through the chakras and all that, but um you know that I wouldn't say that it necessarily comes from that per se, just that it ties those themes in.
0: So benders are from Avatar, basically. Yeah. Okay. They are
1: <laughs> <laughs> and martial arts styles. So each style is kind of like a like it actually relates to a let me think, kickboxing is kind of earth bending. They do a lot with their feet.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, it's a lot of their movement and how they do the thing. It's really cool. One of these days, I'll convert you. <laughs> mm.
0: Well, or I know not. it's good. I mean, I saw the movie, the M. Night Shyamalan no, movie, and it was pure no, mastery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no fan liked Fine that piece movie. Fine of
0: art. Nobody liked that movie. <laughs> yeah. <that's
1: laughs>
0: no fair. non-fan liked that movie. <laughs>
1: okay, I'll take that. <laughs> that movie
0: made no new fans. So, today we are reviewing... Fate? Fate. The Winks. The Winx. I knew doing saga <laughs> This is a recurring thing. So, uh I I watched this uh first I watched the first episode or two and I was all right. So I was sitting down thinking, "Uh, I just want something stupid to like forget about life to for, you know, 13 to 26 episodes." And <laughs> uh, and I want like a teenage supernatural witch show where they're learning how to use their powers and then boom right there Netflix had Fate the Wink Saga and I thought all right, that's the stupidest name I've ever that is the worst name this has to be like a foreign show that something was lost in translation on Netflix and it turns out that was not the case I mean it's a British we shot it in Britain uh, oh really is that why
1: everyone had the accent yeah that's why everybody's British
0: other than the star of the show who's the character Bloom uh
1: who didn't know that she, like she was named bloom and that's such a fairy name to me and i'm like wait her parents really didn't know she was a fairy really
0: I <laughs> it was a little her. on the nose name- <laughs> they named her that um, but, so I reached out to Shmi and said, can we do Fate the Wink Saga? And I can't remember your exact response. It was like... Sell me on it. Yeah, pitch me. <laughs> and I said, well, it's kind of stupid.
1: I was like, yeah, no. And you were like, well, if
0: it's stupid, let's not do it. Like, you, you don't need to do everything we, like, everything we've seen that come across us. so we don't need to review. Yeah. And that was, I, I didn't want to say, no, 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 I really like it and I really do it.
1: <laughs> well, you pitched it as it's trending. And I'm like, yeah, people like a lot of that's cool fine. stuff that's... Stupid. yeah you said
0: trending is we just because it's trending isn't good enough if it's stupid and I was like hey do we need do I need to say that I really like it yes, yes this you is do. really my jam right now so I did finish it Elise and I watched it the other day and uh really enjoyed it it's it's colorful it's fun and so we finally got you to see it's the worst title ever I still don't know. I have no idea what the title is in reference to
1: we we discovered today there is a basis for this title, and it's called what? The Winx Club?
0: Oh, The Winx Club. On yeah.
1: Nickelodeon. And
0: and it that's was, all we'll say. About <laughs> was it a foreign cartoon?
1: I think so. They made it sound that pony. way. That they, it looks like My Little Pony. It yeah. absolutely does. Um, but I can't say that there's any link. <laughs> mm-hmm. Other than it really looks like the same type of deal. I looked at it and was like, "Mm." (laughs) I would not have liked that.
0: Yeah, it was Winx Club and then it's Fate the Winx Saga. And it's not like Mm -hmm. Winx is a name people know. Yeah. Like it's not a whole franchise, a whole brand. I see why maybe. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand that part of it at all. (laughs) It's got some Sailor Moon stuff toward the very end in the season finale.
1: Oh, what was Sailor Moon? Because I've heard of Sailor Moon. I'm not a Sailor Moon person. Well, are you addicted to
0: it yet? Sorry, Michelle.
1: <laughs> She's obsessed with Sailor Moon, and I'm like, I've never seen, like, I know who that is, but I've never seen an episode.
0: Well, spoilers. Okay. It's when she kind of goes full fairy mode, and oh, there's this just terrible music beat, and she sort of ascends into the sky, and we do the, like, the rapid cuts around her, and the oh, cut yeah, to this yeah. to that to show her, like, going into fairy, you know, springing into fairy mode action. Mm. And, that sounds real cheesy. Yeah, and, and then the rock and roll <laughs> music hits right at that time, and I was like, oh, wow, that was bad. Lisa and I looked at each other, and we were like, that was bad, right? And like, yeah, that was, that was bad. So there's stupid stuff in it, but it's a show. It's TVMA, and it's clearly, you know, targeted toward young people. Yeah. A CW crowd that prefers Netflix, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and the most amusing part to me when I started watching it was I wanted witches, and I got fairies, and I thought, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> That'll like, do. What's it matter? Insert <laughs> you know, insert supernatural trope here. We haven't had a fairy show. Let's call these particular witches fairies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they don't need wands, so there's not that whole silliness.
0: Well, they don't have wings anymore because evolution had phased out transformation magic. Yeah. So uh, what did you think?
1: It was pretty good. I expected to really hate it. The promotional materials <laughs> were really poo-poo. The name really sucks. <laughs> Bad. Um. Yeah, there was nothing about it that immediately excited me about it. I tried not to dread this day, mm. Um, but there was a little bit of dread. Uh, it was actually very surprisingly good. Like, I could see myself watching a couple more episodes, maybe binge. It's only six. Oh, is it all? Okay, mm, then that's an easy commitment. Yeah, could you could do that.
0: do that in half an afternoon.
1: <laughs> not anymore, man.
0: Oh, you got a night-
1: Yeah, right? Great. It really changes life. <laughs> yeah, those are the days. <laughs> I go to bed or go home, take a nap.
0: You need to focus on your craft.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I do. (laughs) I don't have much time for it anymore.
0: So let's talk genre. Yes. Uh, As of the pilot, what does it communicate to you about the genre? And does it clearly establish what that genre is?
1: Yeah, it's kind of this weird, you know, modern day, I won't say fairy tale, aside from the fact that there are fairies there, but there's no like, you know, prince, princess deal. So Mm -hmm. like not in that convention of it, but it had... um, it looked very Tenth Kingdom to me, like the way they did their magic, the way, what did they call it, the other, not the, the other, other realm, other world, yeah. uh-huh. the other realm, <laughs> which is it is another realm. Um, so I really liked that it was kind of the modern sort of magic deal to it. I think that's really Well, the kids
0: look like teenagers and are playing on their iPhones. Yeah. Uh, I think Verizon has cell towers in the other world. They have perfect yeah. service.
1: They really do. They can do uh, like a streaming video call.
0: Yeah. No. no Cross issues. realms.
1: Cross realms. Oh, yeah. To be I like fair, that.
0: I think that the realms are like, like they're just like it's in the upside down. It's like, oh, just on the other <laughs> side of the, like we're not geographically, we're no distance away. Yeah. And then we just tap into the Verizon cell towers. Oh man. Now <laughs> I
1: really want to watch Stranger Things.
0: Oh, so good.
1: The upside down is such a good name for it too. Mm-hmm. Such
0: a brilliant idea too.
1: It's such a kid's concept, but yet so brilliant. Yeah. Cuz it's, you know, I don't know. Well, it's
0: like it's a kids concept that like feels like the adult filmmakers figured out how to describe it mm-hmm. later.
1: Absolutely. Mhm. The
0: yeah. the way they pictured it, the way they saw it. Um so I I had very vaguely teenage supernatural. Cool.
1: I right? think that's good. That yeah. covers it.
0: Uh and and then it's just at this point it's about all right, where's the world that we're examining? To your point, it's modern. Uh you know, the characters are are pretty hip. I forget what they call. It. It's the other world and I can't remember what they call like the real world. Yeah. I think it might be the real world.
1: I think I put like the normal realm, but I don't know that that's that's not necessarily a quote. It just happens to be in my notes a lot.
0: They had a name for it and I don't know that we hear it here necessarily. We'll just call it California for now. <laughs> <right>. Anaheim. Um <laughs> No, they have a name for it and yeah. it it pretty much establishes that like the primary world, the mm-hmm. real world is they use whatever word they use is in effect the wor- the real world that we know and mm-hmm. then the other one. So I think it's interesting that the occupants of the other world even consider their world otherly.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: But, you know, it's the magical realm. So, I thought that was pretty crystal clear. I'd give that a pass. Yeah. Didn't like try too hard to be something Brilliant.
1: No, I didn't feel like halfway through it, like I wasn't sure what we were doing or where right. we were going with it. Like I felt very much magic's a thing. That's not something you're going to surprise me with in the last couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it was definitely littered throughout. Yeah. I felt like I knew what was going on as uh, much as one can in this. <laughs> right.
0: I thought the, so to move on to characters then yeah. I thought they did a really solid, I th- you know, we have the main character bloom. We have her roommates, Tara, who's the chubby girl, who's the which is the character. I mean, she's
1: yeah. She plays the chubby stereotype ish.
0: Well, she's playing against the stereotype, yeah. But she's very aware of that stereotype, so it is a plot, and Mm -hmm. this is her character arc being the chubby girl and how she responds to that, which is very cool in ways. But we'll get into that. So we got the roommates. We have you know the family. And I'm sorry, I I mentioned Tara, uh, Stella, uh, Musa, Aisha. Um, so we'll get into all of them specifically you got some of the grown-ups that are the teachers which is uh, the headmistress and then kids that were kind of establishing being you know foils or maybe even villains yeah Uh, where do you want to start probably with bloom bloom definitely
1: is a good place to start she's kind of the Harry Potter of the fairy world both of her parents well they thought that Mm. they were mortal anyways he didn't realize that his parents were, you know, like he grew she grew up in the mortal realm. We're, we're just going to call it that because, you know, Sabrina. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's witches, really. Right. Um, so she grew up in the mortal realm, did not have any awareness of, you know, magic and that, um, which is very Harry Potter, which is funny why, you know, funny that they had referenced it um, in her co- interaction with Aisha. Um, yeah. Just, because I, because let's, parents, and let's
0: like. get, to the meat of it is yeah. that she's a changeling, which is a term that we have in, you know, specific to this show and this storyline.
1: Yeah, I did not expect that to be the meaning.
0: Yeah, right. Because she was a she was a baby um, elf, what do we call him? Fairy. <laughs> Elfling. She was a ferriette. Uh, a ferriette. No, she's a baby fairy that yeah. was swapped with a human baby the human baby had a birth defect with a heart defect yeah that magically cured itself the next day
1: so are we assuming just a quick segue are we assuming the baby with the heart defect was switched or that the baby died and that they kind of inserted this baby in its place
0: um i i have that answer for you from watching the show do you uh, want the answer
1: no Kay. i don't dang it
0: but but <laughs> it's not a plot hole oh, okay yeah it's 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 very specific. part of the yeah
1: Oh, that's exciting. Another yeah. reason to watch five more episodes.
0: There you go. Um, so being a changeling, that means she was swapped at birth with a mm-hmm. human baby and basically hidden in the human world. Yeah. Uh, and she learned... So the difference, I guess, between her and Harry Potter is Harry Potter n- n- knew he was an orphan and he was being raised that's by his true. aunt and uncle mm-hmm. as the dejected, red-headed stepchild. <laughs> and she's a red-headed... Um, Actually, she doesn't, they don't know she's an orphan, I guess yeah. is the point. Nobody does in right. that family. Right. So yeah, it's not the
1: like they're lying to her or anything. They truly think that she's their daughter.
0: Right. And they can't figure out why they, they're they buttonheads heads with her. So she goes off to Althea, A-L-F-E-A. Yeah. The International Boarding School in Switzerland. That's the story she tells her parents.
1: <laughs> I liked that. Mm -hmm. If her um, roommate hadn't pointed out why do they think you're in the Alps, it would not have clicked to me that she was lying. Like I just kind of
0: yeah yeah yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, the fairy school is in Switzerland. Yeah, and we have male fairies and we have female fairies, and then we have kids there that are not fairies. I forget what they call them, but they're like the support staff. Those are the warriors that are always out fighting. Is that right? Yeah, I think that might be right. Yeah, and it's like the fairies and their support specialists, who's kind of the muscle.
1: So how are the specialists picked? Because they didn't seem to be magical in any way. They just seemed to be skilled. Are they magic, I guess, is my I think question.
0: they're of the magic world. They're of the okay. other world. Um, so they're, you know, I, because science fiction. You
1: know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just wasn't sure if I should be expecting, you know, fire to shoot from someone's fingers or if that's really just the fairies. No,
0: yeah. Well, I don't know how they're there necessarily. Okay. I don't know how their magic other than, I, like, I don't know how the magic of the other world mm-hmm. extends. These might just sort of basically be humans yeah. that exist with, you know, a specialized skill set mm-hmm. uh, in the other world.
1: Yeah. Fair enough.
0: So I think what surprised me about Bloom being our main character is I really find her unlikable.
1: Yeah, I mean for me she's unlikable because she's kind of a whiny teenager.
0: Oh yeah, terrible.
1: Is that is that your reason? Well, as well? like
0: like when she goes out to the woods to experiment with her power, and and uh, you know Sky says, hey, it's really dangerous out there. Like I should maybe like it doesn't need to be me, but you should really get somebody to escort you. Like I'm yeah. happy to do it. It's just, oh, you're mansplaining to me again. And then she goes out there, almost lights the entire other world on fire. Mm-hmm. Her roommate, Aisha, who I think is great in this. I think she's yeah. so cool, so steady, so, like, mature. Um, who's a uh, water, what do we call her, a water fairy? Water, water fairy. fairy. I called water her a water but- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: waterbender. Water, <laughs>
0: waterbender, yeah, right, right. So she's a waterbender who, who's, like, perfect person to catch her about to, to light the entire world on fire yeah. and then draws the moisture out of the ground to extinguish the fire and saves your life. Even says later when when Bloom's getting crappy with her again, when she's saying, get out of here. She's saying, Bloom, you're losing control. I know. Get lost. And she says, if you get angry at me, you're going to go ballistic. And then she like tries to light the whole world on fire. Mm-hmm. So the first quote that I have on my quote card is once they get back to the school and she's saying, like you shouldn't have been out there. And she says, is that American for, I'm sorry for almost setting you on fire? Fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that. I was going to write it down and then saw you were at work and I was like, Meh, it takes me forever to write things down anyway. <laughs> You'll get it.
0: But yeah, she's so like, um, she's tortured. I get that. But she's just like, everybody is pretty helpful to her. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's helpful to her. And she's the she's the weird human kid who yeah. could easily be getting um, bullied. Mm-hmm and that's not happening at all everybody likes her for some mysterious reason that makes no sense to me and then she rejects everybody because she's just more tortured than everybody else because i didn't grow up with magic
1: yeah no she very much tried to make herself an other outsider even though she like i would have bought it more if they kind of played more into the she's a recluse thing but she seemed plenty confident and capable of talking and interacting with people it didn't seem like it was an interpersonal issue like, it really just seemed like she was too good to be anybody's friend and didn't want to let any, like, it didn't, it felt manufactured. It yeah. did not feel real to me at all. So I did have kind of a problem with that, absolutely. I did like her backstory as far as, like, you know, how she lost control and then got rid of, you know. Tell it. Yeah, so she, um, her parents were, her mom is fucking crazy. <laughs> like, there's not another way to say it. She's, like, a controlling a crazy person and at one point you know they're having an argument and she she has the dad remove her door so like she just doesn't get privacy and she like actually says like oh so what I don't deserve privacy boundaries or agency like what is this and her mom's like yeah keep fighting me on this every time you you know come at me with another comeback it's another week and so she's just sitting in her room fuming over it and as the parents are sleeping like she just there's this weird like trail of fire that goes directly from her room over to the parents and it covers her mom in third degree burns it's like i get that their parent you know they don't get along well but holy fuck like (laughs) the whole house goes up in flames it looks like somebody very intentionally did like a gas line Mm
0: -hmm. uh yeah and almost kills in the the parents don't die yeah um but like you said, covers the mom with third-degree burns. And she knows that mm-hmm. she's guilty of it. Nobody else knows she's guilty of it. Yeah, they have it. no idea. Um, it, good, And it's a good point, too, because the first when we first meet the mom mm-hmm. and they're arguing... Uh, and the mom's saying, you need to get out of the house more. You need, Like, the mom's ca- interested in caring about the kid's well-being, mm-hmm. but is very much a party to that argument. Like, yeah. it's very much one who really lost some of her control and that, like, said some mean, regrettable things. Yeah. Like, don't be a weird, reclusive loser. She was like, sorry, I'll just be a basic bitch like my mom and just do the stuff that you think I should be interested in. So it's not like, it's not like she was out of line, right? You had two people who had a conflict... And just because they had a conflict, she's getting punished. And mom was very much a party to that conflict. Oh, absolutely. And then takes her door away and and has a punishment that's very not befitting of the crime. And because magic in this, uh, you know, in the universe of this story is very much tied to a fairy's emotions. Yep. And they say very clearly magic can be dangerous. Trust the program. Trust Mm -hmm. the process. You don't know your magic. You know, these other kids grew up with magic. And as you well know, after almost killing your parents, uh, you, you know, if you're emotional, you can really do some damage. Absolutely. Aisha says that she failed a test in like third grade and all of the uh, plumbing uh, like exploded in the mm. school. And she said, so sometimes, how does she put it? Sometimes you got to walk through shit as a fairy. Yeah. And then they trade stories because she has this embarrassing story. She says, "Have you ever had to walk through, wade through human, poo?" She said it's not fun. And then uh, Bloom tells her story, and she says, "All right," Aisha says, "All right, fire story beats shit story." <laughs> and I like that. I did too. <laughs> so I think that's probably everything about her for now. The changeling is a big, big, big mystery.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So not, that spilled over to my plot card.
0: Totally. Okay, let's buggy through here then. I don't know that there's more to say about um, Aisha.
1: No, I don't think so either. Seems to be a ground, like literally a grounding influence for... Big time. uh, The one with a more fairy named Bloom. (laughs) 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 Which I I kind of wonder if it was not by accident that those two were paired together, being that she kind of puts out fires (laughs) and is a lot more in control of her element.
0: Yeah, uh, roommate. Oh, and and you're right, being the con- contrasting uh, element.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Stella is so I have next on my card. Yeah. Uh, Stella, I put as the world's worst mentor.
1: Oh yeah, she's like your classic mean girl. Yeah. No, she was she was not a desirable like not a fun character at all. I did not like her. She was. It felt like I was watching Gossip Girl all over again. <laughs> it was like, man, you're, like, less likable than Blair Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was big on Gossip Girl. <laughs> like, I slam it. But that like, sounds like such a slam. That's like
0: calling somebody a Dwight.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> what is his She's name? Blake Wald. What is it? Blake?
1: Uh, Blake Waldorf.
0: Waldorf. Waldorfing around.
1: Yeah.
0: So... Yeah, Caddy. I mean, we get yeah, introduced Caddy. to her as she she's, you know, Aisha is the grounding force, but mm-hmm. and she's a roommate. She's a second year in a suite at the college yeah. of first years, which is Tara, Musa, Bloom, and Stella. Uh, and Stella doesn't really like it took me a, a, quite a few episodes to really realize that Stella was a roommate.
1: Yeah, I took her as an RA. I didn't take her as just right. a roommate. Okay.
0: Right. No, I did too. And she's not. She she's is just a roommate. roommate. Oh. And she is supposed to be uh, Bloom's mentor. So this should be her direct okay. grounding force. And yet she is the the spark of the really conflict in this episode that Absolutely. almost gets Bloom killed.
1: Yeah, jealousy, man. It's dangerous.
0: Because Sky talked to her. Sky's the pretty boy that is the guy, he's the heart to rob. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, Stella's ex that she broke up with last year after some horrible thing happened that we don't know what it is yet.
2: Yeah.
0: And Sky gives some attention to Bloom, and that sets Stella all a thunder.
1: <laughs> is that a thing?
0: I don't know. Oh, I couldn't good. write. It felt right, but I didn't know what the word was, so yeah. I just rolled with it. I rolled with it like thunder rolls. Yeah, no. And I like didn't... lightning strikes. Yeah
1: this a country
0: song thunder Big rolls <laughs> <laughs> so she controls light yeah. i don't know exactly know what her element is and all we really see her do with her light is use it like to make a filter for pictures of her face with her phone yeah
1: and it's not like a lamp i thought yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah
0: she's got this light like she flicks she clips uh what do you Clap call that on. snaps her finger <laughs> yeah. she does one of those <laughs> and then this little orb shows up and like follows him around
1: yeah it's weird
0: and it, just, and it casts a beautiful light that makes her skin really glow, which is totally like her to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She's very vain. Like, she is just changing outfits multiple times in a day. Like, who has time to do that kind of laundry? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in, co- like, not college dorms. She did say it's a college for fairies. I don't know. She's 16. It's all confusing.
0: Yeah, well, and it's fake, too, right? So you think, like, <laughs> oh, these guys share a room. And it's like, no, no, they all sit, like, like, they all have a suite. Mm-hmm. Aisha and Bloom, Bloom bunk together. Tara and Musa bunk together. And Stella's got her own room. And then they have, like, this beautiful, spacious living room that's, like, a Hollywood set. Yeah. <laughs> so she's got a <laughs> magical <was> ring. <laughs> she's got a magical ring that'll get you to the other, the the human realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she... Gives that ring to Bloom so she could go visit home
1: after planting the idea that she's homesick.
0: Yeah, after insisting that she's homesick. Yeah, and sends her into the woods. the 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 show starts with a White Walker type character, a burned one, murdering like the old shepherd shepherd guy. So there are dangerous creatures in the forest. And yeah. she just sends her out there alone, deep into the forest to go find knowing. the gateway with her magical ring to go to the other side. And almost gets her killed and gets the ring lost to a burned one.
1: Yeah, like, I kind of felt bad because it's a beautiful ring, but it's like, that feels like adequate punishment. Like, this is, the pun- the punishment fits the crime here.
0: Yeah, that was her responsibility. Bloom does not owe her an apology for losing her ring.
1: Oh, not at all. I do kind of wonder if she's going to offer an apology for it anyway thinking that Stella did not do that intentionally.
0: Well, she clearly felt pretty guilty about it at the end. Yeah. She says, oh got it a ring." It's like, no, she pretty much sent you to get killed. That was oh, that was a horrifying thing that yeah, your mentor did to you.
1: <laughs> but they didn't fill her in and be like, no, that be like she intentionally did. Like they didn't fill her in on, hey, Stella could be kind of dangerous to you because hey, I don't know if you know this, she's your frenemy. You your,
0: mentor your mentor who's trying to kill you.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh.
0: More than enough on her, I would say. Let's, while <laughs> we're here, because we need to really talk about the roommates. Yeah. Uh, what do you have to, what do you think about Sky? So Stella's throwing herself at Sky again, who clearly is the heartthrob of the show that's gonna want to be interested in Bloom. <laughs>
1: yeah, and he's like what the legacy enrollment or whatever, because his dad is? His dad was a famous,
0: okay. uh, basically a, um, a famous soldier who was a war hero. Okay. So I don't know how clear this is. They imply it pretty strongly. I'm just going to go ahead and give you this one as yeah. a point of order. There was a—I don't know if a war was the right word—but but the soldiers that we see training the specialists, you know, the headmistress—they indicate a lot uh, that we haven't seen it yet. So it might not click. But had to, this was a hard-fought battle that secured the school. So the burned ones—basically, a war went on with the burned ones 16 years ago, because they keep talking about okay. this yeah. thing that happened 16 years ago. So I don't know if you remember the point where I, the the soldier guy who was training the specialist, i don't know his name, uh, offhand. Uh, Riven? Or no. Is it different? No, that was one of the students. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was the guy. He was yelling at the one kid. The kid said, "He said we got to learn how to, you you need to learn how to use swords to fight, you know, for the future." And he says, "This is looking an awful lot like the past." And he goes, "Well, you never know. When like you might need to protect yourself from a burned one." And he said, "Isn't the burned were they gone?" Yeah. So you got this this group of kids that are privileged kids, basically, and their parents are basically the ones that fought a war, yeah. to make the you know the land that we see now and the schools safe. Sure, sixteen years ago was a very unsafe time, which we indicate a lot and and uh, but we don't see yet. And Sky's dad was a war hero. Okay, I didn't really realize that came up in here though.
1: Yeah, for whatever reason, I thought the instructor was supposed to be his dad, and then he specifically says that he's, I don't know, they keep referring to each other in a non-father-son manner, so I was very confused about that, I appreciate the clarification that...
0: Yeah, I forgot that, because he fought with his dad, alongside his dad, and he feels like a responsibility to raise Uh Scott.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That there is kind of a paternal feeling there even though it's not biological. Big time. Cool, that's good to know. Um what? I think Dane is the one who I think is that does that ring bell? Yes. Dane. Okay. Yeah.
0: He's the one that that gets bullied by Riven.
1: Yeah, that guy's a douche. Stoner asshole is all I have written for him and I didn't give him much more than that.
0: I put one of his quotes down. Deadbeat. He says He says there's two <laughs> He says there are two types of first years. Pussies. Sorry. There are two types of per, <laughs> there are two types of first years, pussies and aspiring former pussies. <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeds to bully the kid as if to say, look, you're all pussies, but I like I'm training you. Like in bullying you I'm I'm setting you up to be cool next year. He was really he was pretty horrible.
1: Yeah, it kind of, um, like, don't get me wrong, I've never joined a frat, so, like, I can't speak to yeah. this with any authority, but it felt like uh, the, the hazing that, you know, you go through a fraternity. Um, yeah, he was, like, trying to force feed him alcohol, like, feed he he was, like, tipping it, he's like, no, drink faster, drink faster, it's like, oh, hmm, you're that guy, that's really creepy. He actually even made kind of a a rape reference, like, a direct rape reference, where it was you can't bully the willing, mm. and it's absolutely a, you know it feels like a cha- you know a change on. You can't rape the willing, and it's like ooh, I really don't like what we're doing here. It was gross.
0: Yeah, um, Dane ends up being he's more willing as it goes on.
1: Um, <laughs> to be bullied or
0: no to be he he is aspiring to be a former pussy. <laughs>
1: I see what you right?
0: mean. He's not like standing up for for good, right things all the time. Yeah, okay. And he does. There's a there's a mm, bisexual thing going on I later on. Wondered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which will include when
1: he accidentally likes the picture, and the other guy looked a little pleased with it.
0: Accidentally, quotey fingers. Oh,
1: that's true.
0: Yeah. So uh, Riven is not so horrible to Dane, and Dane is not as rejecting of it mm-hmm. as it appears. Okay. Uh, as it goes on. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, but Riven is very much like not a nice dude. Yeah. And uh, Dane has an interesting subplot with Tara as the episodes go on that I actually really like because it really brings some really really strong moments for Tara, because she she defends him on that scene when he's bullying Dane, and uh, Tara shows up and like makes fun of saying, "Hey, uh, uh, Riven, like I remember you last you know last year when you were first year back like, when you were a aspiring former pussy." Mm-hmm. Uh, in her interaction with him kind of notes that you were, you were not that impressed. Like, I remember who you were last year because she grew up on campus because yeah. her dad is the greenhouse guy.
1: I was trying to figure out what the name was for that, and maybe I just missed it, and I wrote, I likes plants also.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, he's the one who runs the greenhouse at the school. Okay, yeah. He's like the botanist Gardner. professor. Yeah. Um, so Tara... Says, right, 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 I get it, I'm the chubby girl. So you're going to mm-hmm. push around the chubby girl because we're sweet and we're harmless and we're chubby. So you're, we're just excited you're talking to us. But I've had a real bad day. And then <laughs> cues the plants because she's an earth fairy and she she has control over plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then chokes, like, she wraps a vine around Riven's neck and really like intimidates and scares him and chokes him. Yeah. And uh, protects Dane. And it was a super cool moment of hers.
1: Yeah, it kind of almost seemed like they were trying to set these two up, like we were supposed to be shipping those two.
0: We are, yeah. yeah oh, okay. you're right. That is, the thing. and that's where the subplot becomes interesting, where uh. Riven relates to it, where another character that'll be quiet about for now relates to it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's actually one of that's a character subplot that I actually really, really enjoyed.
1: Interesting. This has some complexity to it, exactly. Being dumbly named. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: So are there any... Actually, I'm not clear on this now. I, I forgot. I was thinking that Skye was a fairy, and then I realized he's a specialist. Yeah. Are there any male fairies?
1: If so, I have not seen one yet. Okay. That might be the difference, that they're magical, but I don't know. They, they're they not fairies, so...
0: <laughs> well, I'm not spoiling anything by telling you this, but Tara's brother we meet later, because mm-hmm. she mentions her brother here. Yeah. Because they grew up there, because she's a, he's a student also, so he's probably a second year. Walks through walls, which Ooh. would make me think that he is a earth fairy. Sure. But I don't know that we, I don't know.
1: Interesting. I don't know that
0: that's clear from this.
1: Yeah. When she did the plant thing, it wasn't like, I was surprised by that because earth move earth. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, it makes sense. She's got all these pet plants around. So yeah. like, yeah, I guess I see it. But yeah, I was surprised that she's an earth fairy. Air quotes.
0: Now, let's talk about her conflict with her roommate, Yeah. Musa.
1: Musa, who seems like she's just bitchy and has headphones. Oh, man, I had this one. Sourpuss with the headphones is what I put <laughs> at first. Mm. But it makes sense when you discover that she's a mind fairy and really just needs to introvert a bit to process her own emotions rather than getting everyone else's. She's an empath.
0: Right. And Tara asks her when she finds out she's a mind fairy, which she doesn't know for quite a while. She says, oh, you're a mind fairy. What's your, you know, it's not what she says, but like, what's your specialty? Is it, is it memories? Is it this? Is it that? So it's not intuitive at all. We've learned. Yeah. I wouldn't have caught that the first time. It's not intuitive at all that she's an empath.
1: Okay, because I was like, why are you still bombard bon- Like, why do you not get the headphones thing by now? Like, she said she's the mind fairy. <laughs>
0: I remember you saying that, and I thought, actually, now it wouldn't have made sense to me before necessarily. Yeah. But now I get it because she knows she's a, she's a category of fairy but mm-hmm. doesn't know what her power is. Yeah. Which leads to the scene in which she really coaxes a, a response out of, yeah, you want to take it? No, I she, was just
1: providing the name for you. She
0: coax a response out of Musa. Actually I thought it was really kind of a sweet moment. Yeah. I, I will say, by the end of this, Tara is my very favorite character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's super adorable. And like the actress plays it really I don't know. I gotta I gotta feel like that's I gotta feel like she's playing herself, playing a character, and she's really this like pleasant. And like adorable and quirky, <laughs> yeah.
1: IRL. <laughs> what
0: is it? Oh, you know, IRL. Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tldr. <laughs> <laughs> so she says she she's getting her feelings hurt that whenever she shows up because she's a blabbermouth too, right? Like blah 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 blah. She keeps asking Musa questions. Won't leave her alone. Mm-hmm. You want to plant? And Musa says, "If I take it, will you stop talking?" And you see, it's like okay, that was that was hurtful and that was unnecessary. I'm trying to be friends with you. We're bunk mates. Like, yeah. is that necessary? And then realizes that okay, y- you can hear through your headphones. You're just tuning me out. Yeah, you're using those as an affect to to, to tune me out, and mm-hmm. that's like, and it and it sucks. You don't need to treat me that way. And she come and she like finds a concession point and says, "Look, I understand that you want to be have your headphones on and do your thing." She said, "But so I I got this. It's a speaker. Uh, like my brother gave me this speaker." She said, "So." Uh, we don't have to talk. You can play your music and be in your world. You just don't have to be alone in it.
2: Yeah. And I thought. was really sweet.
0: Yeah. It was like, for me, it was like a goosebumpy kind of like, oh, that was a really sweet, well thought out thing. And that's yeah. when Musa finally says stop. Like the headphones literally, like I told you they don't have anything to do with you. They don't have anything to do with you. But. But your feelings—I am an empath—and your feelings are screaming at me all the time. I feel them maybe more strongly than you do. Your anxiety about this, your insecurity about that, your—you know—your anger toward me and the way you feel like I'm treating you. I put the the earphones on so I can tune out,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, so I can make you know all the empathy, so I can quiet that. Yeah. And it was a really cool moment where you find out, to your point, the muse is not like.
1: A sourpuss. Yeah, <laughs> or not just a sourpuss anyway.
0: <laughs> Muse is a strong character too. I like I like her a whole lot, yeah. and she has some things that happen later on that really deepen her character a lot too. That's good. Like why she's struggling with needing to hear everybody's stuff and the fact she has an arc. I guess is what I mean to say.
1: That's good. I'm glad that more than just the redhead gets a an arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to say she going into it was the one I related to most because I feel like they were trying to give some sort of an ethereal explanation to introverts like they can't handle it all the time they get peopled out they just need a moment to recluse it doesn't mean they hate you it doesn't mean that you suck it just means they need their space
0: they've short fused
1: <laughs> yeah no I definitely at one of my jobs I it was a call center and so I was dealing with talking to people all day and so I would go on my break and I'd want to read my book and then people just kept trying to chat with me so I brought headphones and was just they would talk to me, and it took everything I had to not respond and just pretend like I couldn't hear them. And I'm sure it seemed bitchy if they knew. Sometimes it wasn't even plugged into anything, so, like, if they looked too deeply into it, they'd know. But you just don't want to engage at all times, and people just don't take that hint.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think certain people think they're doing you a favor, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like Let oh, me rescue you from that book. <laughs> from And from
0: your loneliness. Like, here's somebody who, who has a hard time talking to people, which maybe is not exactly untrue but they, they're they not rescuing you have they're you the ever problem have
1: you seen me be quiet for terribly long though unless it's my choice <laughs> i'm not a quiet person i'm very chatty
0: well i talk more than you so yeah, yeah there's i've seen you quiet for long periods of time while i'm uh, talking
1: <laughs> you met me at the gym and i didn't like people there so that's not a good example but normally i'm very chatty you can't shut me up you mm. actually have to isolate me so i'm not chatting all day but you know, when I'm done, I'm done. When I want my private time, like lunch, for example, I do not like talking to people on my lunch. I hate it. This is my me time. Give me my me time. Yeah, I don't know. I get it. <laughs> I'm not an empath or anything, but... <laughs> I get but
0: I do it. have a seriously sick pair of headphones.
1: A couple of them. Yeah, I just mm. bought myself new ones. They're pink. <laughs> they have surround sound.
0: They have surround sound. They
1: do. I had to install a program for it.
0: Um... What is surround sound on Oh, they'd be good, great ASMR set headphones. I think so, yeah. Have you done them for that? Have you used it?
1: No, no. I installed the stuff and then it it was bedtime.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about Miss Dowling.
1: Yes, let's. Who is uh, played by Eva Best, who you may recognize as Doctor O'Hara in Nurse Jackie? I was delighted. I was Mm -hmm. like, I know I liked her in whatever I saw her in, but who is she?
0: She's an interesting, she's, you know, I, I listened to our recording on Sabrina recently yeah. and remembering some of what we had to say about Mrs. Wardwell mm-hmm. of actresses who just have a presence. Yeah. Who are not necessarily um, attractive in the conventional Hollywood terms. Uh, only in like, they're not like blonde and they're not a one note sort of pretty uh, I thought she was... She's got just such a way to... She's got such a confidence about her, and yeah. she's just such a powerful person, and that's what's attractive about her. Absolutely. Or or not to say... And this is, doesn't mean she's unattractive, but she's not a Hollywood bombshell type.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right.
0: And talk about sourpusses. I mean, she has always got a sourpuss face on. She's always got Rest,
1: that... Resting sourpuss yeah.
0: face. <laughs> she's always got that... I mean, talk about the British stiff upper lip. Did you look at her upper lip when she was Britishing around?
1: Yeah, well, I thought she was evil for the first bit, because uh, there maybe was maybe she is.
0: <laughs> keep watching. <laughs>
1: maybe. Because there was a, a moment where, um, oh, Aisha was like, someone has been lying to her, referring to Bloom, and then they immediately flashed to the headmistress, and I was like, ooh, that feels telling about being a trainee to like kind of fill in. I person. would say that's
0: telling. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so, exactly that though. Yeah. A lot of question marks around her.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: She's not, I mean, she's the headmistress. Uh, she has a, a lot of authority, a lot of power, a lot of presence. She's certainly the adult in the room anytime she's in the room. Yeah. Um, and then maybe is lying to her, because she's the one who discovered Bloom. Yeah. And brought her back, and maybe should have known she's a changeling. Maybe shouldn't have. She's yeah. the one who's who's acknowledging there's some kind of thread now that the burned ones are coming back. There's a thread between what happened 16 years ago and what's happening now, and it's all connected. And she seems like they're, they're clearly setting her up to maybe be a bad actor in that, or maybe be a good actor in that. We don't know. It's
1: hard to say. Yeah, I definitely feel like her being 16 and the last sighting being 16 years ago was kind of loose to pull on because it's like you're at a you know, college or whatever, where they're all 16. Um, so it kind of felt like it was, she had to know more than what she was letting on to us, if that's really a connection she's trying to draw. Mm-hmm. So
0: Exactly. So I think that plot point, and talking about Miss Dowling, I think the next logical person to discuss is Beatrix.
1: That's my last card. Go for it. Um, fangirl of the, mist- the headmistress is what I put, Snorts, Adderall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Burning the midnight oil? More like snorting the midnight Adderall.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, so she's doing that. She's a first year who's already doing that. Um, and then like, is it Riven or Reven?
0: I don't know. Riven.
1: The guy. Shots, get shotgun's a hit into her mouth. So it's like, she's obviously the bad girl. Um, mm. like Stella's the awful girl, but she's the bad girl. Right. Um, and she has a pet burned one chained up and has lightning fingers. Those are my main plot points for her, or character points for her.
0: Well, it wasn't a pet burned one. Did you take it as a pet burned one?
1: Oh, yeah. It looked like she just had one chained up. Oh, no, no. That was it?
0: the one that that, that, that was the burned one that steals the ring that they fight. There's one burned oh, one.
1: Oh, there's only one. And
0: remember okay. when you said what happened? There's a conversation between the warrior specialist guy mm-hmm. and uh, headmistress.
1: Silva and Downing. headmistress.
0: Sil- okay, Silva. Um, I didn't, I never knew his name. Uh, you, and we, you asked, what did she say right there? What did they do with it? Because yeah. she said, I left him in the human world. Yeah. You said, well, you should have killed it. And you should have killed it. She said, I left it in the human world. And he says, you should have brought it back and killed it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't necessarily understand why she left her there. Yeah, it made no sense. So, but that's what happened when she left it chained up there, pr- presumably to come back and talk to these guys and say, hey, the burned ones are a- coming and yeah. something's uh, percolating connected to what happened 16 years ago and then we see Beatrix who uh, has already has a questionable way about her. Oh, yeah. From the first interaction with her where she meets Mrs. Downing saying, oh, I probably sound like such an arsehole right now. But... Oh, I probably shouldn't have said arsehole. Shit, bollocks. And what does Downing say? Like, you're on a oh, roll? you're on a roll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she's trying to get something out of this Downing and seems pretty manipulative in the way she shows up there. Because she doesn't look like a, um, in her fangirl thing, she doesn't come off like a precocious, studious student who wants to be the favorite.
1: That's not why she's snorting Adderall at midnight?
0: <laughs> no, no, I mean her first interaction, though. Like, it wasn't good on any level. <laughs> and then it just kind of gets worse down to the point that she's hanging out with a ribbon at all. Like, that's your guy? Him? That's your guy? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so she's she goes to that burned one that Miss Downey has chained up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. I didn't remember this. Yeah. And I understood what happened now. And then uses her lightning bolt fingers, her, her Emperor Palpatine hands. <laughs> <laughs> nice to wake the burned one back up
1: okay weird yeah I guess we don't have a whole lot on that I didn't realize that there's just one burned one and so I was like oh she just got one for a pet well she seems devious I mean she still seems devious but having one as a pet just seems especially devious <laughs> you know yeah No, she's she... fucked up in the head
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that wasn't what that was but uh, we end on that uh, around I think that might have been the ending wasn't it that yeah. was the end yeah and and that leads you to believe, or question, is Beatrix the big bad in this season? Or I question that anyway. I don't yeah. want to put that in anybody else's head.
1: Yeah, no. I at least feel like she's on, you know, on the side of the big bad. Maybe a minion.
0: Mm-hmm. A minion. <laughs> like not that. not the big bad, the mini one. <laughs> <laughs> that was clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> Uh, All right. So I think that about wraps up the characters. You said she was your last card too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Your score.
1: I mean, I I have a sense of who they are. They get a pass. Um, I'm least excited probably about bloom and Stella. Unfortunately, like they're just, I don't know. They kind of seem like stereotypes that I'm not excited about. The whiny misunderstood girl and the mean girl.
0: Bloom, I consistently hate. I don't necessarily <laughs> totally hate her or end up hating her. Yeah. Um, but, I like, I continue to hate her throughout. And, and I, I'm i disappointed to say this, and I don't know the actress, and I've mm-hmm. never seen her before. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, our podcast has a lot of power because it's listened to millions of people all over the oh, world. Oh, yeah. Millions. Um, don't you know? <laughs> uh, but... So I, I I hate to knock her, because she doesn't deserve that, but I think I, I think I don't super care for the actress.
1: Yeah. It's just not a, it wasn't a compelling performance, or mm-hmm. she makes it way too egregious to me that this might be a little young for us as far as shows go. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I've just gone through a show like that, but. What was it? Oh, um, it was called His Dark Materials. It's based on oh, a kid's I know. Bo- mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you're familiar.
0: Explain it for the audience.
1: So it's based on a kid's series called Golden Compass, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be Harry Potter, but more mature. And, I mean, I watched all of, the, you know, both seasons. So I, I clearly liked it. But definitely the first five episodes, I'm like, mm, is this too kitty for me? Like, I like the magic aspect, so I'm going to keep, you know, letting it go. But... Uh, I kind of feel like maybe I—I I feel uncomfortable watching this as an adult. I'm—I'm I'm 30 plus, and this seems like it's aimed for somebody half my age.
0: Interesting, because it's an HBO show, and yeah. it is. To look at it, it's like a visual. It's pretty. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. That's like a monumental achievement what they've I done know. with that show. I saw the first episode and haven't quite continued on, but it's high on my list. I just continue to—I don't know why. I just don't want to watch it. Maybe that's why
1: it's you feel silly because you're 30 plus and mm. it's like mm, i feel too old for this i feel a little ashamed for watching it but i mean it definitely was interesting and i definitely want to learn more about it it's just i don't know there's a little shame there
0: i've always hated reading and i've always lied about that <laughs> because readers are bullies they're intellectual bullies and they won't uh-huh. they won't leave it alone that like the book was better, and it's like, all right. Well, I finished the movie in two hours, so I don't yeah. have I don't have eight months to read the book. Yeah. It's supposed to take me like a couple of days or a week. Yeah, <laughs> that I can't do it. So uh, in in silent sustained reading in eighth grade, uh, Golden Compass, I it was a book that during SSR time I would look at the first chapter and thumb around a little bit, and it was like a four hundred page book, and I never read any of it. And then I was like, hey, it's time for the report, and then they were calling my parents saying, hey, Josh didn't do any of the reading. And it was like, guys, so it's 400 pages. Like you guys don't read. Like don't give me this <laughs> shit that it's that it's unreasonable that I didn't read 400 pages during the 15 minutes of SSR time. And I guess yeah. the idea was supposed to be you're so engaged that you want to go home and read it. Not going to happen. So I read The Giver instead over the oh, weekend when we went one. fishing because it was like 90 pages. <laughs> Yeah, it was short. And it was to, great.
1: I have to say, I was definitely big on reading. Like, my mom would come in at, like, 3 in the morning. Somehow she felt like I was basically moving furniture. Even though I was just sitting and reading. But I'd be reading Harry Potter. And I'd have to wake up at school in, like, 3 hours. But I'm like, just one more chapter. Just one more chapter. So, like, I really like Harry Potter. I was threatened by Golden Compass when I realized that that was what was going on there. That people said that it's a more mature Harry oh.
0: Potter. Oh.
1: Fuck that. Like, <laughs> I get it. I'm sorry. Like, Harry Potter's amazing. Don't give me that shit.
0: Sounds like somebody's taking a lightsaber to your Star Trek.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what's <laughs> happening. I'm like, okay, mm, guys, this came first. so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Any problem with it, you just don't like the correlation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well,
0: in <laughs> fairness, Harry Potter's by far a larger intellectual property. Uh-huh. And this is just another thing
1: no for sure yeah okay <laughs> I don't know maybe
0: read the books I don't know you get back to me when you do
1: <sighs> that just feels even worse because I'm an adult and I should be reading an adult <laughs> reading level you know going back to oh. reading kids books seems even worse
0: yeah like the books with Fabio on the cover
1: Oh, God, I could never. I could never. <laughs> there is definitely, like, a vampire series. It's, um oh, gosh, Anita Blake, the Vampire Hunter. And I was excited because I'm a Buffy fan. And I was like, ooh, I've got a vampire hunter. It is basically smut. And all of her dudes in it are long-haired Fabio types. And I'm like... Okay, if you're going to write a guy and there's going to be a sex scene, at least have him have a clean cut hair. Like, what is this? Why does he have to have long, girly hair? <laughs> the author's much older than I am. So that's that's your answer. But <laughs> it was bad.
0: Different time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to our show. <laughs> so
0: you said uh, in regard to the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, You said you got a good enough sense of who... Oh, I'm sorry. We got off because we were talking about Bloom not being our favorite. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what I wanted to comment on that was important to me to comment on is, in the end, I don't dislike Bloom overall. Yeah, I believe that. Her journey, I don't like her well enough, and I don't Mm -hmm. feel like I care for the the character's interpretation of things or the actresses well enough to be that enticed by what she's got going on. Sure. Uh, I like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I would say everybody else. Without exception, which not is... Not
1: even Stella? Jeez.
0: Well, ah, asterisk. Awful. Asterisk. I think this show, with the with the greater complexity of the characters, mm-hmm. is actually so good. I actually really think this is an underrated gem right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually... Not that it's so good, but it's good enough that you'll be <laughs> surprised uh, to find that you really take an interest in Stella's arc. Okay. And that by the end... No, no, this... You don't need to feel sheepish <laughs> about it. Like... It's good. Like, it's a lot better than than it appears in the marketing. Sure. And it's, like, this is a nice teaser. But I, even Stella, by the end, I really like her. Like, her, her arc, everybody kind of has an arc. Yeah. And they're pretty deliberate with everybody. Now, being as you don't see that here, your answer was you're introduced to the characters well enough mm-hmm. to get it and give yeah. it a pass because it doesn't do anything to not deserve a pass sure. for the establishment of the characters.
1: Yeah, I'm not like, who that bitch?
0: Right. So uh, that being said, what is it other than Bloom's not my favorite and Stella's a bitch that keeps you from being more excited about these characters?
1: I think it really is just the fact that they're young and it feels—I don't know—they don't have like the complexity of an adult, an adult conflict. Like, I feel like we're going to be hearing about how their parents screwed them up a mm. little too long, and I'm, you know. Not to like hit the age button again, but I'm 30 plus. I'm no longer at the age of blaming my parents for things and, you know.
0: You're past this point in your life, so the things that the characters are going to be dealing with just candidly aren't things you care about. Yeah. Okay. On a personal that's level. interesting. Yeah. Actually, that's really interesting because it's like everything worked story wise.
1: Oh, absolutely. Introductory
0: yeah. wise. All worked yeah. fine, but you're an old person now. Yeah. And old. you want more mature stories with more complex characters that have experienced more things.
1: I mean, I say that per se but like you know the stereotype of the whiny girl nobody understands me of bloom was (laughs) annoying and then you know the mean girl aspect of stella like i feel like we we're at an age where if that kind of person is around us we just don't like we don't we're not forced in a situation with them we just you know now, high school's over, person. and yeah. that person's
0: been ostracized since then. Absolutely. They had power once, and everybody realized we gave them power that they didn't really have.
1: Yeah. I will say, you saying that um, her art grows on you makes her even more of a Blair Waldorf. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot you don't know about her yet. Yeah. And then there's... Yeah, she goes... she By the end, she's... Spoilers. By the end, she's part of the crew. And the yeah. way that she became part of the crew... I, I was rooting for it. And then she felt so seamlessly part of the crew. Mm-hmm. It was funny to realize she really super didn't used to be. Yeah. And oh, yeah. then became one. And then when you really know who she is and where she comes from, uh, it there's a lot more things about it that are interesting. Her power, uh, when we kind of investigate a little bit further into what her actual bender is. Um, <laughs>
1: her element.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm a lot more intrigued by it. Anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
0: That's great. Uh, let's cool. talk... Plot real quick, where do you expect the show to go?
1: Um, so it seems I'll start by saying there's a barrier around the school that keeps out the burned ones. It seems like their looming presence is becoming the issue since one hadn't been spotted for 16 years, and then we have, you know, the dead shepherd, and then we have, you know, Bloom being nearly attacked by one, and then we notice that, you know, our our dear friend, what's her face? <laughs> Beatrix, I wanted to call her Bianca. It was kind of one of those weird mm-hmm. names. Um Beatrix has a pet you know keeps it as a pet or has it chained up so they're kind of in cahoots or not cahoots because it doesn't seem on the side of her but she seems to be in control of it in some way so anyway uh my my prediction is that you know we will be dealing with that threat that looming threat and then probably going to be addressing the fact that Bloom is in fact a changeling even though she's kind of in denial about it and headmistress knows for sure that that's the case so I'd give it a pass based on that.
0: Uh yeah I, I'm looking at that last conversation that headmistress has with Sterling. Silva. Silva. <laughs> Sterling Silva.
1: I can see why you made that connection. Yeah, no, I you. like that. <laughs> uh,
0: there is some sort of conspiracy or prophecy yeah. afoot. Oh, um, prophecy! I missed that. Well, that's maybe not the right word. Sure. I, I, in fact, I wrote here or prophecy of sorts question mark in parentheses. Not because there's not a prophet. It's not like ah, Neo, you're the one we're expecting this. But there's something. There's a, a thread in in the world, the fairy world, mm-hmm. from 16 years ago. That's that's getting tied on the other end here, 16 years later, uh, and the conflicts that we'd hoped were solved 16 years ago are a- coming again. Yeah. Bloom is obviously going to be a key driver in this. You know, a lot of this seems to be revolving around her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know what any of that means yet. So, you know, mysteries, question marks. We got to get from one place to the other. And the other place that we're going is to figure out what is this thing that's connecting the actions of 16 or the events of 16 years ago to today. And how are these people who are uh, directly uh, a party to it? Yeah. how are they a party to it and we're gonna be figuring that out and we're gonna be you know adding the personal conflicts into it and the uh, the magical conflicts into it like with the burn ones uh, and we'll be careening toward a maybe a war oh like a magical war mm-hmm. Which seems to be, and maybe maybe I might well, be overstepping where a little bit. we came
1: from 16 years ago, that yeah. makes sense that we're coming full circle. Right. It's back.
0: And I don't know that this is clear enough in this pilot that it was a war. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I might not be, that might be a little bit unfair of me to say that. Um, yeah. But whatever that conflict was seems to be re-emerging.
2: Okay, and yeah. It's, and it's
0: pretty significant because it seems like the whole, like the magical world was not a happy place. Yeah. Once upon a time. Um, and that's, you know. That's and there's quite a bit of intrigue around it at this point, especially when Beatrix is just a student, is a psychopath who's who's waking up the the subdued burned one to unleash, you know, untold mayhem.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in knowing what she's up to for sure and how like how that would work, because I would not assume something, you know, someone like her could be in charge of something like that unless she's devious and much more powerful than we're seeing.
0: Well, I think... I, I just took it as she was using her powers that she has to... That whatever her bend is, mm-hmm. that she was just... Electro-bending. Yeah. <laughs> I think they say that she's an air fairy. Oh, So did it's like they? the electro... Yeah, but we didn't know that here. Okay. So it's just like she's using the electricity in the air to jumpstart this thing. That
1: makes sense. I'll, I'll take that.
0: There was a line that y- I think you would have missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that... Silva and Headmistress Downing... Yes. Dowling? Downing. Downing.
1: Um, Am I misguiding you? I don't know. <laughs> I felt very comf- confident in it, and then, and then I affirmed it and wasn't sure. Dowling.
0: Dowling, there you go. I thought there was an L in it. Yeah, that <laughs> Dowling. Dowling mentioned something about Rosalind 16 years ago. Like there was 16 years ago, there was a person named Rosalind. I wondered if I'd missed who that who was. didn't really set him up right. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be... That was the seed that was planted for some person named Rosalind that we're okay. going to be hearing more about.
1: Good, because I heard it, the name, and I was like, oh, I feel like I should have known this name, but this is the first time I feel like I'm hearing the name, so mm-hmm. if this person came up, I didn't write it down.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was your intro. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I would say that, that uh, the plot was, I thought they laid out a lot of seeds that I wanted to see how they're going to you know grow and blossom, and, and uh, it seems like a pretty clear trail of where we're going, and... And I'm intrigued on how, you know, their their elemental uh, powers are going to be used together. I think it's I think it's all fun. Like it's a fun concept. And I'm, and I'm curious to see based on the setup here, where are they going to take us? Definitely. Yeah. So I'd say that that was a pass. Absolutely. Uh, and the big one. The hook. the hook. Was there a hook that kept you, made you want to come back for more?
1: Yeah, I realized that my plot card and my hook card, looking at it now, are very similar. Mm-hmm. My hook is a little bit more concise, I suppose. Magical place that is under threat of attack from burned ones, and Bloom is a changeling. Like, those were my two big hooks. I'm interested in more, I guess, technically, Beatrix. You know, being up to some shit is kind of interesting, but it's less compelling to me than the, you know, more I don't know, foreboding, foreboding threat of the burned
0: ones funny you say that because whereas i see beatrix directly related to the threat of the burned ones okay i am also less interested in that like that's enough to make me want to say all right let's let the episode roll on to the next thing what's what's going to happen next in the plot sure but the thing that would have me hooked and the thing that i say would i did have me hooked was i i liked that it was um I like the magical world that we're being introduced to that's got some of its own conventions that we've never seen before. Like, I want to know the conventions of this particular, you know, um, fictional universe. Yeah. But when I think about, like, why would I want to see more of this show, Tara comes to mind.
1: Aw, yeah, I like Tara.
0: Because I like the characters. I like how they're interacting. And I like how, as much as Tara seemed like she was just going to be the bullied outcast, by the end of the episode, when all the roommates show up, minus Stella... To to rescue Bloom, yeah, it's like oh here's our crew, yeah, and when uh, we find out with Musa, hey I don't hate you, I'm not bullying you, I'm just you're you're wearing me out, man. Like yeah. I got my own shit that I got to deal with. Like sorry I'm not chubby, so it doesn't look like I'm dealing with shit, but I'm dealing with shit.
1: She didn't say that. <laughs>
0: no, no, she didn't. But that's you know that's directly yeah. in the plot. I feel like For sure, so yeah. so whereas uh, as Tara wears her insecurities really apparently, um, Musa doesn't right and then you see this interaction between them in which they care like nobody's a nobody's a villain in this room yeah. and you see that group together where you got Aisha who I thought was the coolest the whole time and then you see that this is maybe kind of the the crew yeah i like that i like the crew and i want to see more of how they're going to interact i want to see them overcome you know their personal differences and i want to see how they develop so i guess not even knowing necessarily what the character arcs are going to be or if we're going to have them um. that's what I want to see. I want to see character arcs and I want to see how these guys go on.
1: Yeah, see the girl band.
0: And since I watched it, yeah, since I watched it, uh, I was hooked. You know, I yeah. wanted to see more. So that I think is probably what hooked me was what's going to happen next to the characters. Yeah. So I give that a pass. Now, you had your hook. Mm-hmm. Did you pass it?
1: I did, yeah. I'm actually interested in watching more, especially knowing there are only five more episodes, so it's not a huge commitment. Right. I just binged through all of Roseanne, and the last season or so took so long, because it's so bad. (laughs) So bad. It actually hurt me. Taylor was just like, are you almost done with that yet? I really want to watch season 10 with you, but I don't want to deal with this bullshit. It's so bad.
0: Did you think that there was any saving grace to the fact that it was at least deliberately laid out? the the arc of season nine. Like they were very deliberate deliberate. about it.
1: I felt like that was, Hey, our ratings are bad and we're canceling it. Let's end it on a nice note. How do we make sense of all of these shenanigans? Okay. Well, here's the deal. Sorry guys. Tune out. If you haven't seen Roseanne, I don't want to spoil it, but Dan's dead. Like she kills Dan and then like changes everything. I hate it. Oh my God. I hated it. Whoa. If we really, you know, won the lottery. Like I hated it.
0: Oh, I would say this. (laughs) <laughs> Counter argument. Okay, which is that um, I because she makes a comment in the finale when she's reading from yeah. the book, and remember they set up that she wanted to be an author early on, oh, and they sure, dropped that thread for years.
1: Oh, absolutely. And
0: the show wasn't canceled; they, it was ended. Right, they chose to end it.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Did you read otherwise? I'm, I'm pretty sure I I've didn't read, read otherwise, repeatedly. but
1: watching that final season, it was crashing and burning in my opinion. <laughs> like there was just no. I I don't see there being a graceful intention with any of
0: it that's fair enough yeah i i i I would not disagree that it was a creative failure Mm -hmm. but that it was at least an artistic attempt because she says somewhere in the finale she says well i like i was so angry that i i wanted to be a uh like a Like, I wanted to go fight terrorists and save the world, which was that stupid episode on the train where she fights the terrorists.
1: Oh, my God. That was so bad. I actually, like, Taylor kept telling me to skip episodes, and that was the only one where I got halfway through it, and I was like, yeah, this isn't getting better. I'm not going to watch this one. (laughs) I skipped to the next. Oh, please be back. Where is Dan? Where the fuck is Dan?
0: (laughs) So, if there's... All right. I don't like it either, but (laughs) I think that the finale is somewhat... Legendary for artistic reasons. Okay, yeah, it's like fame. That's one of those famous finales people talk about. And and even if one were to say this was a creative failure, which I got to say I agree with, because I don't watch it either. I don't watch that one either. Even as a creative failure, I will give artistic credit that some that that Roseanne was trying to do something in the in the in the twilight hours of her show that nobody liked and everybody rejected and it super didn't work out, but that she at least put thought into it
1: hmm. disagree oh i disagree but that's okay <laughs> we don't have to agree like i i just it really seemed like and don't get me wrong i was impressed with how she tried to save it in okay. the final episode like i do feel like that was impressive in some way the way she explained away all of these mm. bad decisions but i still feel like they were bad decisions and it felt like they didn't have dan so they were just filling for time because um, he
0: was shooting
1: big lebowski the, the big lebowski yeah yeah, so I, I felt like they were just kind of stringing me along, and and then it got canceled, so she tried to explain it away, and it was like, okay, like, it doesn't make it worth it to have sat through that season or the series, um, and I was happy that in season 10 that she undid Killing Dan and mm-hmm. all of the other stuff, and that it was just fiction, because, you know, Becky was with uh, Mark, and yeah and then they flip-flop the everybody
0: yeah. yeah and and jackie was a lesbian and the mom really wasn't after so many years of it really became blurry what was real and what was not absolutely. this is why i agree that this was a creative failure
1: absolutely yeah yeah but i did i did appreciate you know the way they addressed it in the first episode of the roseanne revival that he's like yeah you killed off the best character dan
0: he was a gentle giant
1: <laughs> oh that was so adorable yeah yeah, it was good. I really liked the new season. I was sad that it was so brief. Um, but, you know, I fell in love with Roseanne through the corners. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's interesting. It's weird. I, you know, I think for my cousins and I who, who like, loved Roseanne together, my friend Megan Granger, who we loved Roseanne together in yeah. a period of time, like, it was always kind of part of our lives. And then it came back on Nick at Night, and then we were watching it again after remembering it forever. The there was we've been discussing the finale and the final season for years, yeah. and I guess maybe we've made because it's a disaster, mm-hmm. and it, and I think clearly it should have ended a year before because mm-hmm. Dan was not part of a huge part of it, yeah. And I would say that it seems pretty clear what you think you know off of shows and you know the backstories on shows. It seems pretty clear to me that after season eight seasons moving into the ninth season that they were moving on. Like, the yeah. characters were ready to move on. Roseanne was crazy. She'd been crazy for years at that point. And now John Goodman was about to be a big movie star, too, yeah. and was more interested in other things. And he was going to go off and be his own, his own man, yeah. his own, you know, a star in his own right. Uh, and it, it sure seems like that was the... I mean, that was a shark jumped. I mean, that was a row yeah. of sharks. That was like three hammerhead sharks and a whale shark... And and like twelve great white sharks, we just jumped over all of them. And it was like that was really stupid. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was really bad. Absolutely. And none of the
0: things, absolutely none of the things that we loved about the show.
1: Yeah. I have to say, I um have talked to a couple of people and I am planning on making the Roseanne blanket. That's going to be my first crochet project <laughs> because I want one so bad. It's iconic. It's amazing. Mm. And it turns out it's, like, a really easy beginner project for crochet. Oh, really? Yeah. I wasn't going to get into crochet just for that, but I might get into crochet just for that. What is an
0: (laughs) afghan? Because I know it's an afghan, but I don't know what that is.
1: I think it's just, like, a loose-knit blanket.
0: Okay. Is that, like, is it an Afghani blanket originally that, came out west? Admittedly, I don't know. Oh, you haven't got that far yet. Okay. If you... Because you're going to get it, right? I don't know. If, you're, if you become a crochet expert, and you can tell me. I'd be really curious. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, is. I was like, no, I did not look up the history on the Roseanne board, No, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> You should know more than I do. No, no, no. I don't mean that.
0: I mean, if you really get into crochet and then you have all these answers, I, I'm really curious what that is and why we call it huh. that. Well, and I'm not going to look it up because I'm not that curious.
1: I probably will just do this one project. Find everyone who I know who likes Roseanne, make them one of these blankets, and quit. Like you know, or at least make sure that I make myself one because oh my god, I want one. I want it over the back of my couch. I want it so bad.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll be curious to find if you enjoy this project. Yeah, probably it's not. not. It's I hate not the crafts. kind of thing. Yeah, it's a, not a kind of thing I'd be interested in. I would be. I would be delighted to find out that you really enjoyed it. I don't know. Why. I would be delighted I would
1: just... too. You know, I also keep thinking I'd like running and then I even kind of walk at a fast pace and I'm like, oh, God, that's bad. Why do people enjoy running? Why?
0: I've already, you know? I've ruled that one out also. It's like broccoli. It's like, I know you're fucking lying to me when you say you like this shit.
1: Uh, with enough bo- butter, broccoli's pretty good. Actually, there's this, Um, it's nutritional yeast. It tastes like... Ch- <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Don't knock it till you try it. It tastes like the breading on fried chicken. Um, oh. But it's kind of, it also tastes like cheese. Like if you want something like with like a cheesy flavor, you can put it on popcorn is what we usually put it on. Um, and so it kind of helps your poops and, uh, you know, makes you feel more full and adds nutrition to it as the name might suggest. Uh, it's delicious. I really like it. It sounds gross if you know it's yeast, but you know, mm-hmm. you like bread. That's fine.
0: That gluten's a whole food. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I believe that (laughs) I think I don't know
0: (laughs) I'm pretty well confident at this point that you could live on gluten alone big Mm. bowl of gluten every morning and probably at night I mean I
1: bet your poops would not be great though
0: yeah that's probably true
1: and that's really you know at 30 plus that's what I'm looking out for
0: (laughs) no kidding dude like what like I feel like there's nothing I do to improve that and sometimes it's like hey that was like oh that was a good one what a winner that was a successful one. And then a bunch of other ones are like, no, no, it's, I've seen had better days. It. Yeah. I know. Oh, the broccoli farts. Good Lord. Huh? I mean, the broccoli farts have have like ruined relationships.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to imagine. Bro- like, I just, I don't know that I'm familiar with the broccoli farts. Oh, see. You know, usually though, I think that your body adapts to it if you keep doing it. And it won't reject it in such a farty way.
0: I guess I should have just kept trying and worked really even harder at it.
1: Yeah, you know, Red Robin has bottomless broccoli instead of fries. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, that's a real thing.
0: <laughs> they can't give you, like, edamame or something?
1: Uh, I mean, people actually request this.
0: <laughs> that's disgusting. Runners and people who drive Subarus and eat broccoli and jog. <laughs> There's a very famous, hilarious line from Back to the Future 3. Uh-huh. where um, Griff Tannen's going to come kill Marty McFly <laughs> and the old guys at the saloon say you better run boy yeah. he goes they don't people we don't run where I come from <laughs> they, go, they don't run this is what well, I mean they run for fun You run for fun! (laughs) The hell kind of fun is that?
1: (laughs) I concur, sir. (laughs) I concur.
0: So, if anybody ever, if my dad ever saw, growing up, if my dad even saw somebody jogging, it'd be, who the hell runs for fun? And he always brought up that movie.
1: (laughs) That's fun. My dad really liked um, Back to the Future. He called, if you were doing something dumb, he's like, McFly? McFly!
0: It had a lot of good quotes in it.
1: It did, yeah.
0: Hey, speaking of quotes, was there anything we missed on this?
1: I only had one quote, and it wasn't very funny. So <laughs> you got all, every time I was ready to write one down, I saw you going for it, and I was like, "That's all right, you got it." <laughs> There's
0: one I have on here that we didn't Ooh. mention. It's not. It's fine. It's nothing. What big. is
1: on your quote card?
0: Uh, asterisk super not that big of a deal, but uh, <laughs> it's when Stella says Stella, and she's just being so hogdorfy, Blake.
1: Waldorf. I'm like, eyebrow? Blake waldorf
0: in this scene. <laughs> it's just sort of universally bitchy, which is why I like it. Yeah. She says, can everyone save the drama for drama club?
2: <laughs>
0: and I don't know. I just liked it. Yeah. So like, like, That would be her that would say that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the one who created all the drama by almost killing their roommate.
1: NBD, guys. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that probably wraps us up for today. What do we do next week?
1: Next week, we're watching WandaVision, a Disney Plus exclusive show. Please stay tuned for details on the next episode where you can hear even more talk of WandaVision as we join gracious hosts Jimmy the Prince and the homie Gibson on the Pizza and Pop Party podcast. That's the Pizza and Pop Party podcast. To hear all episodes of the Pizza and Pop Party Podcast, please go to jimmytheprince.com. That's jimmytheprince.com.
0: Thanks for listening. I'm Riker.
1: And I'm Shmi. And this is Pilots.